Week seven. Seven? Seven. Off the fly. Episode seven. Lucky seven. Seven is a lucky number in Vegas, so we're just going to go with that. That'll work. Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. Rob here, and we have our week seven guest already here and in, in position. Week seven. And I want to introduce Nick Contreras, screenwriter. He has, um... Well, let, me, let him introduce himself. Let him know what he's got going on. I am Nick Contreras, the writer of Enigma. And Informal. Coming soon, I promise. And okay. just a little uh, fun fact. He's my brother. Brother. <laughs> Crazy. Little bigger brother. I he's a little bigger than me, yeah. I drank my milk. He sure did. He sure did drink his milk. Just in case some viewers or listeners don't know, I am. I'm just 5'3". Nick's like 5'10". 7. Eight and Nikes, Air Force Ones. What about the Jordans? Five nine. I haven't had worn. I haven't worn those in forever. Oh man! I haven't seen my script yet to buy any. <laughs> well, we want to welcome you, Nick, and thank you for being our week seven guest. This is off the fly. I'm excited. Um, first screenwriter. Yep. Before a rapper, that's good. I'm glad we. Anybody can be a rapper, but not everybody can be a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. So. We really appreciate you being here. Thank you. you got your manager in the background. Manager Valerio Torres. So <laughs> they were having an intense meeting of uh, Mario Kart before we walked oh, in. Oh, the for sure. We still play. Well, was this a Sega Dreamcast? That is not a Sega Dreamcast. What but, is uh, that? Take another hint. Oh no, it's a Wii. There we go. I'm not really tech savvy, people. Sorry. Not at all. It's the old school. Well, Sorry. We can't say how we got the old school on there, but yeah, we definitely got it's the fun. old school. Fun game. So before we dive in, it, um, Nick, do you want to tell people about Enigma? Uh, I wrote Enigma. And I wrote the first year in 2013, and then I got a job, so I didn't have too much time for it. But then in 2015, I got real sick, so the doctors took me off work, and they took my license. I couldn't go anywhere. Until I got better, I had to stay at home. And I was going through my old phone one day, and I found that first scene, so I figured I should try to finish this. So I was writing, and then it eventually wrote itself. I just wrote it to stay kind of sane. Nah. And then uh, I just sent it around town. I haven't thinking anything of it, and people loved it. That was mine. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and drink it. Um, yeah, and then people, I posted it, and then people send the reviews back. So I figured I'd just post those on social media rather than just posting pictures of the, hey, it's good, because I can say that all day. But I wanted people to let other people know it was good. So I would screenshot their reviews on it, and eventually I would send it out, and it was, Somehow it got in the hands of some big movie companies and ended up getting offers out there. All this kind of stuff. We'll get into all this, but this is a brief summary. What it is. What kind of movie is it? It's a horror thriller. Uh, I feel like the horror genre has lost some of its marvels. I'm trying to collect them back. I think it's good. It takes place in the old town, Midwest. A group of kids band together after they figure out a couple of their friends have been gone. They're missing, some are dead. So they're trying to save each other. But if you try to save each other, you can die in the process. Is your friend really that important to you? Are you a real friend or are you just trying to save yourself? Basically like that. Sounds a lot better when you read it, but I'm not pretty good at describing it. <laughs> and where did you get the inspiration for your film, right, Nick? I love horror movies. That's it. How long have you been? How long um have you? I guess how long have you dreamed of being a screenwriter? If you dreamed I that, never, I never, I never planned on it. I just, I just wrote it to stay somewhat sane, because you put me in the room all day, anybody in the room all day, and 
So what happened? Hmm. It looks like um you really you're a big advocate for mental health also. That's oh yeah, that, um, dedicated mental health. A lot I, of people don't know about. Yeah, I dedicated to the people suffering from mental health who really suffer from it. You know how people, it's somewhat with a trend now. People are claiming to be depressed and antisocial anxiety and suffer from things like that, but they I don't feel like they really go through it. We see it all the time. Uh, I don't like it. It's a trend now because people like me who really suffer from it get looked at as we're just trying to fit in. Yeah, fit in and all that. And it's like all these shows out now. Like, 13 like, Reasons Why. Yeah. <laughs> Good it's God. Like, everybody wants to be that now. It's like, it's not what you want to be. You don't want to be something like this. But It's not a lifestyle. Yeah. Definitely. So what I do is... Uh, I get shirts made and whatever money I get off that, I donate to mental health charities. And if people want to donate, want to buy a t-shirt or a sticker, bada bing. Yeah, stickers, ladies and gentlemen. Stickers, stickers and shirts. promo everywhere. Uh, you can buy a shirt and if you want to donate, we'll donate it. And uh, we'll end up sending it to the mental health charities. I'm trying to do some money. Doing what I can. Probably want, not much, but I'm trying to do something. But it's something. Raise man. awareness because it's a huge problem. It's a huge deal and People need help. We all do. I do. So that's my little plan. So, so this far. is, do you consider screenwriting your outlet? Yeah. That and, well, yeah. That's pretty much it. And I've seen that on your script. You do dedicate the film to mental health. Oh, yeah. Right so, that, so you're a really big advocate for that. Yes, sir. That's me. Well, and somebody has to do it. So let's go to your roots. Where, what, what kind of influence did you have in this horror genre? Do you have any like your favorite produ- uh, favorite director, My favorite, favorite movies? Directors are... Who inspired you to write this? Wes Craven, rest in peace. Uh, John Carpenter. Gotta get him in there. Robert Rodriguez, he's awesome. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, I love The Shining. Uh, what else we got, Rob? Ralph shot me. He pretty much showed me everything I know. Shot me, showed me. Sorry. Um, God, there's so many. I didn't think about this one. Tough. <laughs> but there's a lot of them. Like, we stumped I, I just them. One, but I have so many directors. What What about your uh, your favorite movies or what's your top five? Do you have a top five? Uh, you can't put them all. They're all your I babies. Can't. <laughs> well, I say uh, maybe uh, Child's Play five, Candyman four. Uh, let's see. Or Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and Yeah, did you mention Clive Barker? He's a pretty good Clive Barker, you're right. Clive Barker's director is awesome. Who do you read directly? I have no idea who that man is. <laughs> Clive Barker. Hellraiser's. Hmm. Okay. Shit, that's all I know him from doing Hellraiser. In his role. He's probably be six if I had a bonus five, but um Friday the 13th, 2, and of course Halloween 1st. That's yeah. like my favorite. That's probably the inspiration to everything. So do you, sorry for interrupting, I'm no, sorry. You're good, go ahead. Do you feel like your script's gonna, I don't know, not reinvent horror, but re, re, uh, revitalize, uh, I can't even say damn word, I'm sorry. Revitalize it. Yeah, I feel like, give it a little more push. Like, I don't know, everybody's pushing for it. Take another set of hands, like Volcano, when they have to lift that piece of cement and that one guy comes and lifts it up and eventually moves. That's what I want to do. Help it. And do you, doing that. 
Do you study films? Oh yeah, all the time. I, like, see I just watched Pulp Fiction nine times. Nine this times, week. I heard you. And you, I see you. I see you rephrasing every line from mine. Is that something? You, is there an art to screenwriting that you're studying from that, or explain well, to the I people how that works? I watch it. I watch it nine times because the first time I watch it, basically, is I watch the the hand movements, the facial expressions. Second time I watch it, I have to do all the lines, and I have to watch the whole movie. And if I don't know line for line. I will stay there until I know the line from him. Because I want to know what sounds good here and what doesn't sound good here. Third time I watch it, the scenery, what's going on with the people in the background. Because if you look in the background, not a lot of people do. There's always something going on back there too. It's not just the people on camera in the front. It's like everything that's going on in the back. That's what I like to do. And so on and so forth. Music. I love the music part. is probably one of the biggest things in it. That's the most important part to me because without the music in the movie, doesn't set the mood. It doesn't sound good. Because people talking. Now, for for sorry, if I'm good. Now, now if uh, some people that that may not know you, um, you really have no like formal training on you. You really just well, I just jumped in this, yeah. right? Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't. I looked up some things on YouTube. But I was like, yeah, I don't know how to do all that, and I'm not gonna take the time out to do all that. I'm just gonna write it this way, and I guess like in the, it's. Well, you guys seen the script, how it's supposed to be written uh-huh. all the way down the middle and all that, but mine was just to the side, and like a play form, I guess. Uh-huh. That's what I did. I think it worked. So, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> Is there an art to screenwriting? You think now that you're getting, you know, you're studying, you're becoming more, uh, I guess, aware of the end movies, like you said, there's people in the background, the music, everything, oh, every yeah. uh, element in the, in the movies, that getting you ready for your next script? Is that... I, at first, I didn't know what what it really was and then after I learned yeah it's an art I think it's art it takes a lot of time and you gotta know what to do here and there what to piece together and everything you gotta make sure everything matches up and it's, pretty, it's a big art piece I think it's a very, it's a very tedious process huh? yeah do you feel like you become your characters when you're writing scripts? oh yeah I got lost in my first script I went a little off the ledge a little bit cause I got so stuck in character cause I wanted to finish it so bad but the people were, uh, so people wanted to read it. I was talking about it, but I don't want to rush it because I didn't want. I don't rush anything. I was writing it for so long. I became each character because every character has a piece of myself in it. But when you do that, you can't really separate yourself from that no more because you've been doing it for so long. That's the only bad thing about it. You gotta write and take a break. I didn't know that at the time. I was just writing and writing and writing. You're just trying to get it done. <laughs> All hours of the night. All hours I remember of the that. Night. With informal, what direction do you think you're going with this more one? More psychological with this one. More like just focus on this one person and his outlook on everything. But Enigma was just about eight a, different a people. A variety of people. Yeah, this one is more on focus on him. It's going to be pretty hard because you can just have a couple people in one movie. It's hard to keep people's attention. I think I got this one. And what was the inspiration for that one? Don't uh, give too much away, of course. Inspiration. This one. Or I guess, like, what angle are you coming at on this one? Uh, people, again, the mental illness thing, the people who are, like, the outcasts and stuff. See the world through their eyes for a change. Which I'm sure people made movies like that. I want not just people the way they feel. I want how people look. I don't want the people to look at them in this movie. I want him to look at me. Oh, okay. And show them what he's seen. And shit. Like a POV. Yeah, like, from his point of view. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's what I'm going. Okay. 
And um, are you almost done with that? I see that in your I, I Instagram post. You always you know, yeah, drop little a, hints. I got about two scenes left to write. The only thing holding me up is I um, I get in contact with people who do music for films and to get that stuff cleared to put in this movie. Some gets cleared and some doesn't, so I have to go back and I have to fit the good music that fits with that scene. That's the only thing really holding it up. But then that's pretty much finished, and I'm excited to let that shit go. And with the Enigma, I know you're, um, you said the Big Six, you, uh, you're shopping this around with the Big Six, oh, right? yeah, everything you see in the, before the movie starts, I've been there. Conflict of interest, though. We can't talk about the names, though. I promise you <laughs> So your favorite horror <laughs> film, they're looking at the script. Yeah, or the, every, the favorite company that's made the horror film. Yeah, I, um, they're the first company I got in contact with. They, well, the big company, at least. I went in and I actually met some actors in there for my favorite horror movies, some of them. And uh, based off our conversation, he went back and got my script. And he read it and loved it. And ended up getting a phone call from this guy. I was stoked. Can you cuss on here? Fucking yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, he <laughs> called me and he's, I thought it was somebody playing with me, but uh, I got it. He called. I actually hung up on him because I didn't believe I thought somebody was just messing with me. Then I got an email from him. So I returned the call and he let me know that he's going to do everything he could to find my script at home. I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, he shopped it around to his buddies and actually met a lot of other horror film directors and uh Actors in this, we went to lunch, he, and then he started getting me meetings, so that's how I got to the other companies. He's been a real help. Shout out to this dude. His no, name? we can't keep his name. Can you say his name? I don't think so. Oh, uh, we should keep that. Uh, Tobin Bell, I said it. Hey, buddy, how you doing? He's cool. You guys know who that is? It's the guy from Saul, Jake Saul. Okay. The guy who started it all, it's him. Damn, that's crazy. That's pretty awesome. So, uh, what the? How's that feeling though? Because I mean, you're going to these companies that write uh, your favorite movies, and I throw up each time before I got there. <laughs> I can't believe I'm there and shit. I'm like, I was just writing this at home just to be show my buddies and shit, and then it got me out of here. It's way different than hanging out at home and shit. That's crazy. But it's cool. I I love that shit. And with the exposure you gain from that industry, do you feel like you're? How about the business side of it? Are you learning more about the business side of it? Oh, the man, that shit. <laughs> but I'm learning as I go like every day um, and he'll be there and the other people will be there and they'll be telling me what to do what not to do uh, of course you always gotta have somebody there like important that's why you got a manager and of course when you do that you have to have somebody you trust because they will get you I see it happen over there I was like I can't do that I can't go out like that I still have an anger problem and I wouldn't like it if somebody took things from me so I had to look up all this stuff before I go about the what not to sign, what to sign, negotiations and all that stuff. I have a couple of offers from people, and uh, I don't have my representation there for someone to make an offer. I feel like I have to have, to have somebody there with me, like a lawyer and manager. Right. Because if not, they're going to try to get you. They yeah. can throw all the money. Like, I've been offered up to 75000 so far. Actually, 95 I'm sorry. But I don't have that lawyer there to look over the paperwork at that time. I have to bring it back home, but I don't feel comfortable with them doing that. I feel like they're... You don't want to get got. Yeah. <laughs> you see it happen all the time. And I don't want to be 20 years down the line. If I'm... Well, when I make it, and be like, yeah, they, they got me for this because I was desperate for money and stuff. I'm broke as it is. I'll be okay. For a couple more months. I'm not going to let them take it because I work too damn hard on this shit. So do you feel like 
just say when you do sell the script, what's your goal? Do you gonna do you, do you want to start a production company? Do you want to make more movies, of course? Do you want to look movies, producing? I want to get more into producing and eventually direct. That's what. That's the goal. Put that as the movie part. As far as home and all that, I want to, of course, the mental health thing. I want to raise more awareness for that. I think once I get my feet implanted over there, I can get help from them so I can help more at home. In more of my home city, if that's, if that makes sense. Now, you use the word, or you change the word from if to when you make it. Yep. So, explain that. So, I don't want to be like, oh, if I do it, or I don't know if I'm going to do it. Like, I don't want an if. I've been having ifs all my life. I know. I got to have that when I'm going to do it. And the way things are, like, it's going to happen. Of course, you have in the back of your mind, like, this may not work out for you, but that's reasons in the back of your mind and shit. I can't have that all the time. It's negative when you have negative and shit doesn't go right. That's how I feel. And with, with mental health, um, would you like to dive into letting people know why you're such a big advocate for mental oh, health? Oh, yeah. Um, and from was, your own experiences? I was 18, I got diagnosed with uh, depression, anxiety, uh, mild signs of psychosis, and schizophrenia, and insomnia. Uh, I'm fine. People hear that and they think I'm fucking climbing walls and shit. And uh, they think I'm stalking people and shit. It's nothing like that. I just have personal issues. and I just see things differently and think differently. It was a rough patch. Yeah, that rough patch. Good word. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I went through a lot with that. Uh, wasn't a fun time. Well, I still suck from it every day. and This is an outlet help me get through all that shit. That's why I'm a big, you know, I don't like people talking about it as a trend. I don't like people saying they're this and this and that because I have it. I know people who really suffer from this shit and it's not fun. I don't see how people can claim to be this. And I don't like that. Because it really affects your life, of course. Yeah, because right. like, I don't know, it's like a, I don't know, like a, how do you, what do you call that? Stepping on my toes, I guess. Cause it really, it really fucks me up. Not gonna lie, and a lot fucks a lot of people up. Twenty five million are di- diagnosed with depression a year, and at least fifty percent are suicidal, and a lot of a big chunk of that end up committing suicide and shit. And that's, and that's the shit we gotta live with. And these people claiming it and just for a retweet or a like and shit, just to, I don't know, it's not cool. That's what I feel about. I don't know if you want to dive into it. What do you think would help more with mental health awareness and how to separate the trend from the lifestyle or the the, the real... I think ad- there should be more programs, like hands-on. I know there's just, just show up and have a guy sit there and with a fucking clipboard and just hand him pills out. Because that's not going to help. I've been doing that shit since I was 16. That didn't do a damn thing. I think we should have more outlets, more people involved. And I think... But I've always told people too. This is just from my experience. You can't sit with virus. Let's talk about your nickname. I'm sorry. Let's talk, man. Can we just talk about virus right now? I'm sorry. Virus loco. (laughs) Nick's name is Virus. We call him Virus in the family, so that's his nickname. We're sticking with it. I'm calling Virus. Sorry. So what I've always told people too. This with virus. At least that's this is my hand-on experience. You can sit here with virus for five minutes and feel like nothing's wrong with him. 
but you have to, it takes time. Like you say, you can't just sit with a clipboard for 30 minutes and say, oh, this is what you have, this is what you're going to take, have a good day. Yeah, I don't talk about this shit, that's like weird. What's that? I don't know. I, I can't be like, hey man, you know I'm fucking, I'm sick, not physically, but mentally, and that shit would just work people out, and it's kind of, I don't know. Do you have trouble opening up to like people, like oh, doctors yeah. and all that good oh, stuff? Yeah. I hate talking to people. That's why I throw up before and after the damn meeting. I'm not a big people person. That shit freaks me out. So let's go back to before. And we do appreciate you opening up about the mental and your mental health conditions. And I know that's a big thing. And I know um, you don't really discuss that with a lot of people. So they're really getting to know you and the the Nick that we know, you know? The virus. The virus. The virus that we know. (laughs) So let's go back to the screenwriting. I heard you have an internship, right? We just, you just started that. You want to explain, want to inform the people about that? Um, I had a couple of movie uh movie movie pitches there. They liked it. They gave me a few table reads, but they ended up passing on it. But they did let me know that they're they have an internship open. Uh, non salary, which is fine because that's the way you get your you gotta pay your dues and get your foot in the door. So they let us know we can stay there. There's about 13 of us, and if we stay there, over the course of six months, we can write a script for them, and whoever writes basically the best shit in the next six months, you can get that movie made. Not on a national level, but film festivals and shit, which, okay, which is awesome, like, having a movie made anyway, that's dope. Right. And, like, I went, some people left, they didn't. They didn't like that idea and they took off, which is better for me because less people I got to c- compete with. But uh, yeah, that's just what we're doing right now. Would you want your film to be made by an indie company? Anybody, really. I just want my shit played at the Fox Theater really. and played <laughs> here in Bakersfield to show people like you can do this. Like, there's people I know who are very hesitant to write and all that. Just go for it. That's what I want anyway. Bring everything back home. Definitely. That's awesome. And you said a movie pitch. Can you give us an example of that? I know you always told me, you know, you get nervous as fuck doing that. Man, they sit there in front of you with three fuckers or... Most of have was like ten. And they want us, hey, well, tell us how your film can help us out movie-wise and business-wise and all that. So you gotta let them know what your movie's about. That's just the tip of the iceberg. You gotta let them know what the hell your movie's gonna do for them and why they need your movie on hand and shit. I go into that and more details, but I don't want people stealing my movie pitch. <laughs> Definitely. got me to these companies and all that shit. It's some good shit. Like, I get very nervous, but I get really emotional about my shit. So, a couple of times, my eyes get watery and shit. I'm so freaked out. And, uh, I think that's what gets me in. I, just, I don't have any, uh, a lot of these people go in, they have posters made already with their movie, and I don't have none of that shit. I'm broke. I just gotta go with what they got. And that's the best shit for me. You work with less, you fucking make more, I guess. That's how I feel about it. That's true. You could pay. Anything else? <laughs> we got a lot more, man. <laughs> All right. You know, yeah, I want... I want to... Did I say something we were, I was no, supposed we were just to say? Yeah. I, I keep interrupting you. That's yeah, why that's I keep interrupting you. Yeah. So, I just want to go... Be, let's go into your... Um, what's the... Like, this, your, your taste in, in movies. I know it's horror, but... I don't know why... It's a white sheet. It's not just that, but that's my main, that's my favorite shit. But I watch action, uh, chick flicks, like 
eighties and shit, beaches and still magnolias and shit like that. I love that shit. But horror is my favorite. That's my go to. That's my if I had a choice and there's people around, I'm watching some horror shit. I'm not gonna sit here. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch no remakes. I know that shit for sure. Like I hate fucking remakes. That's horrible. Favorite actors. They were actors. And why? Jack Nicholson. I think that's self explanatory. Mm-hmm. That guy. That guy. Um What's his name? Dude from Ghost. Patrick Swayze. Patrick, no, the... the guy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Roadhouse is fucking tight. Um, the guy with the, the train. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll get that name for you. I go off. Um, let's see. Who else? Robert England. He's awesome because he can do some... He'll do Nightmare on Elm Street and he'll show up in the like an independent movie that you'll never see before. It's fucking awesome. He's in it. Uh, who else? Damn, this is really off the fly. You gotta think about this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's why we out here. Um, That's a Vincent Shiavelli. Vincent Shiavelli. Vincent Shiavelli. Have you ever heard of him? I have never heard of this man in my life. It's just the way he looks. He freaks me out every time he sees me. That's <laughs> just the guy says, I just want to drag. Yeah, I'll do anything <laughs> for I'll a drag. I'll do anything for a drag. Get away from me. That shit is tight. Um, <laughs> shit, Michael Shannon is dope. I love him as Iceman. You guys should watch that. Um, shit, off the fly. Shout out, shout out. Shout out, we all shit. Movie characters, like Billy Loomis from Scream is dope. Uh, Screed, I think he's in Screed, Bounce, or some shit like that. I don't know, he's tight. Do you think about these characters when you're writing a script? Oh, I have to. I think about them and direct it. Like, I write a scene... I think fucking Quentin Tarantino's over my shoulder looking at me, writing this <laughs> shit. And he's telling me, no, that's fuck, that fucking sucks. Don't put that in there. And like Wes Craven, like, I feel like he's there when I'm writing this shit, letting me know. So I don't want this, like, I can't let them down. I feel like I have to write, and if you're gonna write and put some shit out, it has to be to their standard, because they're the fucking greatest. Because you don't want to make a mockery either. Yeah. It, do you have a favorite type of horror movie? I don't, I'm. I don't like horror movies. I'm I was going to say that, but I'm, I'm, like, I'm scared of that shit. And I think that's just why it's in the. I cut you guys off. Look at that. Um, <laughs> shit. The slasher shit is like stabbing a motherfucker. Uh, okay. And no, not because I have mental illness. <laughs> no, I like that shit. It's just awesome. Like, I like Scream a lot because like it did what it was supposed to do, I think. Like, it, it helped. Reboot horror, I think. Because before that, it was, you know, we had Nightmare announced and all that, but then you had some bullshit after that, from that little time frame before that movie came out. Some good came out, but not a lot. And I think that's what shit has saved horror, I think, at that time. Why do you think uh, horror was in that slump? Is it because of, like, I think they're just trying to recreate something that was already created. And I think they're trying to do too much and trying too hard. Do you feel like everything's been done or that can be done? Or is that what you're going to show everything that you can do something different? I think we can we can find something that's of course you can't make a Michael Myers you can't make a Jason Voorhees or Freddy Krueger unless you remake it which I don't plan on redoing for anything fucking ugh I hate remakes remakes are fucking horrible you just gotta think outside the box and outside of that box excuse me Again, damn, tacos. Um, <laughs> that's what I try to do. 
Yeah, that's what I did with the Nigma and people seem to like it. How many shirts have you? I see you with your shirt. Can you come on show the people your oh, shirt? That's a hot shirt. You, you, boom. You created the design. I did all this. I wish we had your script because for, for people to see how thick that oh, script no, is. Bring it. It's in the safe at my uh, uncle's house. I will keep you here, but people suck, and I know they try to steal everything from me. So, I mean, I'm here, but still, <laughs> I don't want anything happening. I'll give you any trouble. Because that'll ruin everything I work for. So I got to keep it other places than here. Do you feel like, um, do you get, do you, are you nervous of being successful? Is that something oh, that Oh, yeah, you? I fucking hate it. I, I go out, I hate going to public places, but I have to go. And there I see people I know from high school, middle school, or just people I met in general, and they see what's going on with this shit, and they make like a big old scene. Oh, my God, congratulations, and all that, which I don't like too much. Congratulations. I really am a did shit. But get meetings and tailory and lunch were fucking accurate. Like girls do that all the time, if you know what I mean. And it's not like, so it's not a real big thing. But so I guess because nobody does shit like this from East Bakersfield that I know of. So and they tell me that shit all the time, and that's awesome. But at the same time, it's like I don't like I'm not a people person. That shit freaks me out. Do you ever feel like you're gonna relocate for this? Do you feel like you have to relocate? Like, you know, Bigs was not the capital of the movie industry. Uh, I don't think I have to, but I mean, help out? it'll be smart thing to do. It'll help out a lot just to be closer to her. Because they, they pay for my transportation and all that, but still, like, there's people who are out there already. Like, they can be there in the blink of an eye and I have to wait two hours and 30 minutes on a damn bus. So, it'll help. And eventually, I'll probably go over there for a while. But my destination is Alaska. That's where I want to go. Just to live. What do you plan on doing when you sell your script? Besides mental health, you know, I know you're really good. I'm going to buy a Benz, yo. Nah, <laughs> hell no. Uh, take care of my home. Give you some money, of course. Uh, we do live together. Just we live together, people. my brother. Me this is my brother. Like, real talk. This ain't my, my brother that's like my friend. Yeah, man, you're my brother. I died for you, and they really want. I'd die for this motherfucker. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. But I plan, I just take care of my family, of course. I mean, I ain't gonna give them fucking $5,000 each and shit. So that'd be dumb because I won't get, I don't want that much money for this shit. I didn't write it for money, but I will like help out. Like people, I didn't have money for my copyright in the beginning and people donated to that so I could get that shit. So what I want to do is like a big party for them. Good music and shit, food. Can you explain why a copyright is so important? If Just for people who don't know, there's a lot of people who don't know if about the industry. you walk over there without a copyright, they're going to read it and ask you first, who did you copyright, where'd you get it from? If you don't have one, they're going to be like, okay, come on in. They'll read your shit and big you up, and then they can steal that and use it. And you can't do a fucking thing about it because there's no copyright. You can say it's mine, I wrote it, and all that shit. They don't give a damn. They got money up to ask. They can say, no, you don't, and get their own copyright within... 10 minutes, they'll steal your shit. That's why you need a copyright. And if people will steal from you, use your ideas, take your fucking name to the movie and all that. So So you do you have the copyright for Enigma, script, logo, everything, right? I got right? the copyright to everything. It costs a lot, but I had to get it. Definitely. Because I want nobody stealing from me. It's yours. Yeah. And I don't know how to act still and shit, so <laughs> you still... 
you might get a knock at the door at three in the morning and shit. I want it back. Do you, do you have a number you will sell it for? Or that's what you that's what you're willing to discuss? I just want my shit play at the Fox Theater. Of course in theater and shit, but I'm not in it for the money. Like when I got sick, I was in the hospital and shit. Laying there and I was like, Yeah, no amount of money, my car, anything I have in my house was gonna help me. But a fucking nerd. So when I wrote it it was like I'm not in it for the money. Let me sing it to spread to help the horror genre out. Of course, I'm not going to do it for free, but I want You'll be doing it for free. Just, yeah. Just, you know. just give me a little bit. That's all I need. I'm not a big materialistic person. I don't go out and buy the fancy clothes and all. I just need a box of 501s and Coca, deodorant, baby powder. So I'm too big to be sweating. <laughs> some money for my buddies. So you were down, you go back to the hospital stay. Is that something... Were you writing them when you were in the hospital a few times you were? No. I was, <laughs> well, of course. I was under the influence of medication. And I was asleep most of the time. Yeah. So I didn't write too much in there. Because I was, I was in shock of what was going on. I didn't know where the fuck I was most of the time. I showed up in the ambulance and I was freaked out. And anybody tells you they're not freaked out when they go to shit like that. That's bullshit. So I had no time to write in there. Everything I, I seen everybody crying and trying to figure out what I was going to do and why I was happy and what was going on. I really didn't have time to write. Ideas, though. Did that, 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 that inspire you a little bit? Yeah, I got There's people in there who are mean. <laughs> I, I can't wait. There's a doctor in there thinking I was doing meth and heroin and shit. <laughs> and my, cousin, my manager, Val, was like, hey, man, I was with this guy this whole time. He don't do that shit. He can't even talk. He's passed out. They wouldn't help me until I got my blood drawn. And it showed, of course, I didn't fuck with no heroin or meth. I'm not a fan of that shit. Definitely not. I was raised better than that. But that just shows you how fucked up today's people are. They go in there, I'll pass out off that shit. That's good. And I'm, I'm fucking young. There's no reason why I should be going through any of that shit. So they're just thinking I'm just like them. So there will be a doctor and a nurse killed in the next movie. <laughs> that's it. Gotta make sure that'll happen. So with your manager, shout out to Valerio. Valerio, yeah, you in the background. What is his role? What do you? What do you? What, why do you need a manager? Just for a per, like like me, I don't know much about yeah, movies. Your meetings or where you gotta go, look over shit. Of course, you get offers and all that. You gotta go, go over it together. Make sure it's right for you, and right for the movie and shit like that. That's why you have a manager. And yeah. Do you trust him? Oh, I trust him with my life. Can you tell people who, how Val is, um, your connection with Val? Val is my cousin. He, um, there you go. I grew up with Val. He taught me a lot about the horror genres. He would come over when I was five or six, like, hey, man, you gotta watch this shit. And I would be freaked out because I ended <laughs> up being Evil Dead too. Now I think about it, it's like some of the greatest shit. He'll come over with Pulp Fiction. I've never seen it before. Uh, then he'll bring over Clerks, is one of the fucking funniest movies ever. She was sucking dick in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Olaf Metal. That shit is awesome. Like, he brought all these horror movies. I never heard of these movies before. I never seen them anywhere. We gotta talk about Mikael. He saw the woman got on top of him and she put fingers in his stomach. And then she took his leg off with a wire. Oh, the oh, piano wire. Man. <laughs> that fucked me up when I was a kid. Yeah, he brought this movie over. What was it called again? It's called Audition. Audition. Oh, what a fucked up movie. 
man, fucking cut and kill with piano wire and shit. He was paralyzed, by the way. Oh, man. That's, and then he brings Ichi the Killer over, and, and nobody's watched this shit, because it's like a movie from Japan. <laughs> he cut my with his feet. Getting, like, he's laying there with hoods on him and shit, and he loves that shit. Like, it's a gruesome movie. I shouldn't have been watching it after AJ seen it, but... <laughs> Fuck it. And fucking Clockwork <laughs> Orange. Good Clockwork Lord. Clockwork Orange is the greatest shit when he's oh fucking singing. That shit is awesome. It, I don't know. I'm sure that played a big part in the mental illness shit. Watching all that. <laughs> and the age I've seen it. I feel the fire. <laughs> sure. Fuck it. Like, my aunt was showing us all this shit when I was... Definitely. Four or five. Like, she was showing us Nightmare on Elm Street, Child's Play. And that scream scene is the reason I watch it is because, like, he's, like, stabbing. They're stabbing each other as friends to get away with this shit. That was tight. And at that age, your brain's a fucking sponge. And I'm, like, <laughs> soaking all this shit up. Then I'm going home and fucking saying all these lines. And my dad's whooping my ass because I can't say that type of shit. <laughs> then I'm going to school and I'm telling people about this shit. And what are you talking about? And that shit is awesome. <laughs> I didn't really talk too much either. So that's what's... I was reenacting these movies in my head all the fucking time. That was... That was how school flew by for me. Those were my friends. I had friends, of course, but not too many. And I always think about movies. I can't wait to go home and watch a fucking movie. I've always been that way. Do you realize you're an entrepreneur? No. I think that's what you are. Am I? You're chasing your, you know, you're going to make money off your passion. Yeah. What do I do? You don't have an eight to five. I don't have an eight to five. So you, this Everybody is your passion? No, but no disrespect. With all due respect, I get it. I get it this isn't like you're, you don't. This is gonna feed you. Yeah, you're um, making money off this. You're, you're an entrepreneur. Hear that out. And this is why you're on the podcast. This is really, we like to put shine on people who are from Vegas for who put, you bet on yourself. I don't. You can see, you think you bet on yourself. You put all oh, in on. Yeah. You bet all, all in on chips. this. I put all my chips. I'd rather bet on myself than somebody else and shit. That's what I. You're an entrepreneur. Hey, can I bring up something real Go quick? Go for it. Yes. Okay, so, this is a funny story. Come right here. But Sit in here, bro. Nah, come right here. All right. I just need to tell the story because I think tell it's so funny. This is Valerio. Right here. Okay, so. You get him right here for the camera. All right. My, co- my cousin, manager, bada bing. What's up, here? Okay, so I left this house one day. We were all, who were we watching? We were watching Terminator 2 or something? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I was laying down in bed. It was about 3 in the morning when I finally got home. Late, right? Late as hell. You yeah. said late. And I got this text from you. Mm-hmm. And do you remember what it said? Kind of vague. It was it was from the, one of the big sixes, but it was three in the morning. And we kept freaking out about this because somebody from this big six company had wrote you in three in the morning. Uh huh. And you sent me this text saying, "This can't be real, right?" Yeah, that's all I say right now. <laughs> fucking hung up on the guy that sent me an email. Like I texted Val, and he's like, "No fucking way." We'll talk about this in the morning. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, he was at home laying down, just thinking. He didn't go to sleep. I, I didn't go to sleep. Him. We started texting. and go, hey, I ain't going to sleep. This shit's really fucking serious, dude. And then the morning came. Well, actually, what it was that you kept telling me, is this real? It can't be real, right? Yeah. And I remember telling him, well, I mean, the worst that could happen is that some guy fucking pretended. Fuck with you, yeah. And then that's what I wanted to that's say. Yeah, see? <laughs> that was here. It was interesting. Just throw this shit. It oh, happened. you know what you got to tell him? Really interesting? When you came in, the process of how many people were there and how many people you beat out. Because that story is fantastic. Oh, they're like 
set the scene, my guy. This is what you do. Story time. This podcast is about you. We want to learn about you. Yeah, man. Don't ever forget that. We want everybody to hear you and your story and how you make it. You guys got to ask this shit because I don't talk about it. I take it as bragging and all this shit. If I talk about it. Go ahead. But I go in. There's 20 people there with scripts. Basically there for the same reason I'm there. And they, uh, we go in, pitch our movie, and they, they send us back to the lobby. Three of you would get a phone call. And uh, if you get a phone call, you would stay and make a meeting for a table read, and you're in. Same time I met this actor, dude. And um, I go in, and it's the first time I'm doing a movie pitch. I'm just telling them, and I'm getting emotional because I'm freaking out, so I'm like in tears. And uh, we go back to the lobby. One guy's phone rings and he jumps up screaming. But of course, excuse me, I'm not a people person. So I'm to the side of the lobby by myself. And my fucking phone rings. I'm the second person to get called. And I'm not jumping up and down and all that shit. Because that's why I got sick in the first place. My legs are <laughs> fucked up. And if I did that with all this weight on them, I'd probably collapse. And I can't do that over there. <laughs> so I'm like, and, <laughs> I know one dare me to pick me up. And I gotta play cool because. I just gotta be laid back and shit. And um, they let me know they would like for me to come back. Let me know and make a meeting. But nobody to see me answer the phone. This is my favorite part about this. Another guy's phone and fucking um, his shit rang. So he reacted the way he was supposed to. And um, I booked my meeting and I sat there just to see because <laughs> I wanted to see this. They were all waiting for that third phone call, not knowing that I already fucking there was already three people called. So I just watched them. I wait for the phones to ring, and it never rang. So I was just sitting there, it's like, okay, it's time for me to go home. I gotta catch this bus back home. So that was the cool part. I beat seventeen other people, and mind you, they had all they all had posters. What was called? What was called, Val? Like a promotional poster? Like, the, like they have scenes, right? Yeah, like, yeah they props. have already what they're moving. Storyboards. 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 I didn't have, out, of course, I don't know anything about this shit. Cause That's I'm crazy. I'm just jumping in it. Definitely. And this is what happens. And it came out that way. I was like, oh my fucking God. That's what happened. And uh, I don't plan on making that shit either. I just, I'm just doing what I'm doing. I still don't know a lot of shit. They had agents with them, their lawyers, their managers, a marketing team. Each person had all that shit except for me and two other people. And those two other people are the ones that got fucking phone calls. That's crazy. So you don't need like like I said. Like, you don't need the extra shit. Sometimes. I don't need the extra shit. You just give me a, you show me the water and I jump in that motherfucker. Definitely. So that's what happened. That's a good story. That's a great that's story. That's a great story. That's awesome. That was awesome. Do you feel like let's say when you do make it, are you looking for? Are you gonna put other people on? Mm-mm. This is just the only thing. You're not, you're not into no. expanding and branching out. i you why. Go ahead. Because there's local people in this fucking city who, they get a couple of likes or whatever. They do this and do that. And they feel the need to have to shit on other people. Like, that's not cool at all. There's rappers who do it. I've had projects I wanted to do because I like to rap sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I thought I was pretty good at it. And there's rappers in the city who have studios and all the equipment that I don't have. So I hit him up and asked them if we can do this, this, and that. And uh, they shit on you. So now the tables are turned. I always get that fucking message from the same person over and over. Let's work together. 
And then I get other people who, people who think they're the shit. Like they don't like, like my cousin says, we shop at Target just like everybody else. But those people have this fucking big head about them. And they love to shit on people and put people down and think they're better than everybody. But now that I'm fucking doing this, now everybody wants to jump on board and I'll, like, no, you had your chance. I was trying to be cool, but I can't help them. And then um, doing these shirt things, what I wanted to do was have a photo shoot and have my shirts in it. But Enigma was supposed to be a tree that I planted. And people that I know who had local businesses were going to be a branch. So I had the hairdresser, I had the makeup, photographer, eyelashes, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what else did they do? Fucking, you name it, people were doing it. By the end of the day, I counted, it was 13 people. That's 13 different schedules you got to go off of. That's 13 different lives. You got to make sure, of course, that's what the manager is for, to make sure everybody's schedule is intact. So this Monday, August 24th at 7.30, those 13 people were supposed to show up and do this photo shoot. 7 o'clock comes, I get pizza. And we all know how expensive Rusty's pizza is in Bakersfield. <laughs> Shout out to Rusty's. I'm thinking I'm fucking some fly motherfucker. I got that as a joke. I'm going to go out and buy Rusty's. 7.15 comes. 7.20 comes. 7.27. I'm thinking people are going to pull up. 7.35 comes. The model photo shirt is here. Photographer is here, and then the girl that's supposed to do the makeup is here, but nobody else is here. Eight o'clock comes, nobody shows up. Mind you, I'm trying to help them with their businesses, because at this time, I'm at two big-ass companies for films, film companies. So I'm going to give them You can put a push for that stuff. Because it's not just about me, it's what right. it is. I want to help people, that's what I like doing. And they fucking shit it up. And there's, I'm not going to say all that shit. It's not meant for this because I had a big talk of people. I'm not going to call on me. Shout out to Donez for telling me what I can and can't hey, say Donez. anymore because it's not right. <laughs> and it's not a good look. I love him. But there are some people who have that mindset that they're better than everybody. And they think that it's cool not to answer text messages and phone calls. Because I was calling people and I was like, I got pizza for 13 people. I have scheduling for 13 people. I have this shit that I... And it's not just, oh, I'm going to take pictures. No, it's a fucking... I had to piece all this together, and I had a certain day I had to get this finished by because I had investors at the time that wanted to see what I was doing. So I showed up, and my shirts didn't fucking get here because that guy shit on me. So what we ended up doing was basically nothing that day. So I flipped my fucking wig. My manager's here trying to calm me down, but if you know virus, you know there's no fucking calm me down once <laughs> I get to that point. So I ended up Facts. fucking breaking a lot of my movies that I love very much that I cannot find anymore because of these people. So that's why I'm not going to reach out and help anybody anymore because I learned my fucking lesson. We made it work, though. We, we did. They we were beautiful up. pictures. A couple of days later, we, uh, we went to the back room and we got a big old white sheet and, uh, the my box. friend, uh, Laura Cervantes, she came in. She did the makeup for a real good price. She didn't have to do that, but she was. She seen what happened, and she didn't like that either. Uh, my friend Jennifer Campos came in, and she did the modeling for that shit. And uh, she just seen it. She didn't. She loved that shit. And uh, my cousin Val manager, who's also a photographer, and uh, he bought these cameras, and he had thousands of dollars of equipment coming. 
and he had it ready. And we didn't have nothing to shoot, so we did what we could with that shit and made it work. And that's what happened with it. It was pretty awesome. We made it work. Made I like work. that verse. It was awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah. so that was your that was your list for trying to yeah. help local. That's like people fucking son. People think, oh, he has mental illness. He's just nuts talking about people. I had fucking legitimate reasons, and I see these people now shit on me, and they see everything I'm doing now. They want to have the little sad puppy face. They want to be all, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not. The ship has sailed. Yeah, sorry, pal. <laughs> and it's not the Titanic <laughs> either. Yeah. My shit is not gonna sink. So, <laughs> not even God could sink this shit. No. I love that movie. Well, Vars, we want to um, actually, I wanted to do something new today, but we're not going to do it because I can't really have this damn topic, but it's fine. Do you have any shout-outs you want to give? Shout-outs? Mm. Who do I want to shout-out? Anybody who's inspired you, you love. Shout-out to you guys, of course, my family, yeah. I love them. Some family, not all of them. They all, more than 80% suck. It's just facts. Um, shout out to you guys for having me here. Shout out to the movie companies. I don't know if you see this, but I'll try if you did. Thank you to everybody who who read Enigma and sent shit back. I got 300 people to write that shit up. I had 300 people sending fucking reviews. Explain now, that concept. 300 people, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you gotta think we're in an age where this fucking phone is more important than anything to people now. So to get 300 people to sit down, over 300 people I should say, and fucking read a script. That's long. That's, that's long crazy. as hell. And to get them to send a review back, that's fucking awesome. So I'm sure something will, something is going to happen for the script. Because there's no reason for 300 people. And I haven't got one bad review yet on that shit. Knock on wood. There's no wood here. So hard. <laughs> that shit is awesome. So I think it paid off, and that's my—I don't know—that's like my favorite part of all this shit. It's like, like people who are just outcasts, and to the people who think, of course, people who—I don't know, like people I wouldn't associate with. Like, how do you say that? The popular people. Yes. Yeah. Ain't shit to me, but you know, you know, I'm cool. I'm the coolest person in the world. Right. <laughs> But that's what happened. And to get them to come down, to break their bubble, burst it, and bring them back to this fucking earth and read my shit and have them realize that I'm really cool and because I have all these mental illnesses, I'm not anything like that. You're just a normal person. Yeah, and they see that shit. So I wanna, that's what I want to do. I want to show people that these people are not like me either. That's the Shout out. Shout out to Big Sada. My pops. His wife, my mom. Oh yeah, his wife. I call her mom. Uh, Val, of course. Grammy, Gramps, uh, Donez, Donez family, mom and pop's family. Who else do we have? Here? Jesse, shout out to Jesse. Hey Jesse, eyebrows, my guy. Uh, Kurt Jack, Gibbs. <coughs> Mr. Gibby. Oh, Miss Gibby. Uh, shit. Gabriel. Magoo. Magoo, we out here. Magoo. Arizona's um, finest. Shout out to little, the circle, little man and Amanda. I love them very much. Shit, who do I shout out? Yeah, you fucking call my phone and be text on a daily. Shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think right now, but you're awesome. And before we wrap up, do you have any advice for filmmakers, entrepreneurs, people with mental illness? What would be your advice to them? Do that shit. Don't listen to anybody. Don't think about you can't do it. Just go for it. 
because you fucking wait and time's gonna go by and we don't have a lot of time here which I learned after I got sick this shit is very serious you gotta be serious with time and you just gotta go for it if you don't know what you're doing that's cool fucking learn as you go that's what I did you don't need a TED talk you don't need a guy telling you you have to do this and shit you do that shit because you wanna do it and you gotta jump in the water and do it fuck all that waiting getting I can't get I can't get inspiration I can't ask people for uh, advice because I don't know anybody that fucking wrote a script so I had to learn this shit by myself and look what happened you gotta go for that shit and do that shit because you wanna do it don't do it because you wanna post it you can't wait to post it don't do it because you wanna impress other people because you don't have nobody there but your fucking self when you look in that mirror that's the person you need to focus on and fucking inspire you don't need to inspire fucking all these people that's what I think of Man, that was real. Yeah, that was like a gem all in the Entrepreneur now. I gotta talk about that. <laughs> Man, that's a gem. <laughs> this is, we, need, we just have to call this segment Gem yeah, Talk. Gem talk. talk. Yeah. <clears throat> My favorite quote Life is what you make it, so make it scream. By who? By me, of course. That's <laughs> <laughs> the shit I go by. Perfect. That's awesome. World Virus, Nick, Bubba, we really appreciate you spending time sharing your Enigma story, <laughs> sharing <laughs> this. It's a masterpiece. Shout out to Bell for coming. Shout out to Valerio for being in the, in the lab with us. Oh, yeah. We really appreciate it. Really we really hope really nothing, good. honestly, we, we hope, we wish nothing but great things for you. Hey, I'm going to need a ride to L.A. tomorrow. I don't believe you now. Everything you said in this podcast is bullshit. No, I got to work, man. Nah, that's cool. I got, they pay for all that shit. That's cool. <laughs> That was great. That was really cool. My guy really froze up. Right? Yeah, they have seen his face. We have cameras now too. Y'all yeah, can see man. that. Oh. But we really do appreciate you being on virus. You look like Mr. Ambrose from the Iceberg at the Titanic. Like, damn. <laughs> like this when I didn't work. work. I thought it was cool. Like, no, but John Jacob Astor. <laughs> really, really dope insight into the whole the screenwriter journey and everything that you've been through. That's that's really awesome. I mean, this is the first for me because I mean, of course, we don't meet really. Yeah. We don't screenwriters. Yeah, we, we don't know much about script writing. Oh man, so at this all. is the first. And you're the honestly, man. I want to be honest. Some people, some people from Phil have talked to us about appearing, but it wasn't gonna be right if we didn't have you first. Right. I know. How come I wasn't first? Well, How's not no. You're the first person to film industry screenwriting. I'm talking about those type of people have talked oh, to us. Nice. Like, hey, can we come on? We uh, always have no screenwriters, no filmmakers until we get nicked on. Yes. Who else is there? Well, this you'd be surprised on Instagram. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, who's your big homie? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we should work together. Seriously, I'm not, don't shit on me though, and we'll figure figure something out. We'll be honestly, we're yeah. Just we're really exposed to a lot of people, yeah. and they're coming to us talking about they want to be on, but like, dude, we can't do any film film until we get virus on. You're gonna break the ice, and you're gonna be. The Hopefully, first of many, but we would love to have you on again oh, after Ignim, after the big sell. We need uh, follow ups. We definitely need that. Hopefully, sell it. I am gonna sell it. Yeah, here we go. I'm going, you're see. going to. about that negative shit. Yeah, you're going to. Bakersfield in the building. We out here. East Bakersfield. Oh, I'm the street. biggest thing in Bakersfield since corn. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else? That's, That's it. it. Are we going to take a picture after this? Yeah, we Looks definitely like we do all that. Oh, man. Episode, seven. Episode, seven. Episode 7. Episode 7, ladies oh. and gentlemen. 7. I hope we give you some great insight on the... Skynet 7. Oh, man. Lucky 7. 7-11. That's all rolling. 7. Oh. I like 7. This is off.
the fly. Off the fly.